There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable MCP players to see if they could give something more to the community. The Christmas Present Initiative. Over the holidays, we'll be providing what we are calling the 18 Days of Christmas. We will bring on a different guest every single episode to talk about a different affiliation. And we're going to start off this one with Dizzard interviewing Jacob on Defenders. So on this one, we have Jacob and he will be talking about Defenders. How are you doing today, Jacob? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well, Dizzard. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. And we'll start with, there was a lot of like changes to defenders. Um, so how, how does that make you feel about building and playing a defenders roster? I think I can sum that up pretty succinctly. And that is... All right. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, okay. Um, I, I think the issue I've got with defenders at the minute is... Why would you choose to play Defenders? Strange is, he's, he's a good character, don't get me wrong, but the game is full of characters. His leadership is pretty good. Uh, the ability to change tack types and to hand out hex. But I don't think it kind of, it doesn't call to you to like, man, I'm going to leverage this to really get an advantage in the game. It's yeah. it's useful and it definitely helps in some, in some matchups more than others. Um, but it doesn't like draw you in and go, man, I really want to build around this. Uh, the yes. hit pentagrams has taken away a lot of their round one plays. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there is more to the affiliation than that. But they now don't, essentially, they don't have an affiliated tactics card. So you've got a, a good leadership, but not an astonishing leadership. I mean, I can see someone playing, for example, Sam Wilson, even without Avengers Assemble, you still go, man, this leadership is good enough that I build around it. I don't think that's true for Doctor Strange. So you've got to look at it and go, well, why am I playing Why am I playing Defenders? And the only answer I can come up with is the character selection. But even that is kind of slightly problematic because if you look at the characters that are available in Defenders, like you could say, well, these are the characters I want to play. Oh, look, most of them are Avengers or most of them are uh, in Midnight Suns or most of them are in Convocation. And you can build with tactics card support and an equally good slash better leadership in any of those affiliations and still play those cool characters who are available to defenders, which leaves it in a kind of a weird position, frankly. Um, so I thought long and hard about what I wanted to, what I wanted to put into this Christmas present. And I reflected on my experience. I've played a lot of games with Doctor Strange and I've played a lot of games with Hulk and I kind of came to the conclusion that if I was forced to play defenders, the kind of defenders I would play would be something revolving around maximizing Hulk. One of the unique uh, selling points now is going to be an affiliated Hulk. And you can do that in Avengers as well. Of course, he's affiliated there too. But I think there are some advantages to taking Hulk and having a, an affiliated Hulk in Defenders. You're always taking Doctor Strange. So that means that you're getting the most out of your Hulk in terms of the ability to switch attack types. And he mm-hmm. has the power to do that because he generally starts with three power. Um, 
The hex as well helps neutralize their defense and it helps mitigate the offense, the counter punches that might be coming back if you don't take someone down. So I can see that all works very nicely. Adding to the defense of Hulk makes him more durable. And then uh, with the Oster's Refuge, the healing that Strange hangs out as well means that you've got essentially a med pack on a stick as well as you're probably taking patch up to get your Hulk back up. So that's kind of the, the, the angle that we're going down for this roster is this is... Every single game, you're playing Doctor Strange and you're playing Hulk and then X to fill out. That's kind of the line I decided was the way I would go about building a Defenders roster. All right. That sounds pretty cut and dry to me. I don't really got any questions about that. So let's go ahead and jump into the characters. Who are you bringing with your Defenders? Okay. So um, we need probably a couple more affiliated Defenders for if we need to build more than, you know, 15. So I really like Ancient One. I think Ancient One is a fantastic character. Uh, Four threat. uh, For a long time when I was playing Defenders, I was thinking we really need a great four threat. And Ancient One came along and I was like, yes, this is a great four threat. Um, So she's in there. Uh, I would probably be pretty happy playing Doctor Strange, Hulk and Ancient One at 15. Um, Mm -hmm. I have got two twos in the roster, so you could go a different way because one of my other affiliated characters is Wong. Uh, Wong plays nicely with Hulk, better than Ancient One. Ancient One doesn't really bring anything to Hulk. Ancient One is just another, I'm going to beat you in the face character. Um, She's really good at it, and she really loves getting the extra defense dice off Strange because she's got re-rolls and low physical defense, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with her. But in terms of leveraging Hulk, I think Wong is actually not awful. Uh, mm-hmm. The ability to remove Stagger off Hulk is pretty huge. Giving Hulk extra power is great because in the early turns before he starts hitting things, he can be a little bit strapped for power because you want to Gamma Leap with him. So uh, I've got Wong and I've got Ancient One in there as additional affiliated Defenders characters. Okay. Wong was the interesting one here for me because you always see people like, why Wong? Like, what are you bringing Wong for? But that Stagger on Hulk is pretty pretty spicy so being able to just well you shut off a hulk but he is back on now so (laughs) yeah or if um you manage to like sap some power off him you can put the power Mm -hmm. back onto hulk so that he can then gamma leap back to where he wants to be uh if if this list is about leveraging hulk and making hulk do work i think wong is not actually a terrible choice that's fair Um, and i guess that brings me to my other two threats because we talked about replacing ancient one with another two and that's okoye um and okoye is there she takes the buffs from Strange really, really well. Extra defense dice, counting blanks. It's just she can be incredibly tanky. And the bodyguard for Hulk means that on that, um, a lot of people are going to be teching for Hulk and are going to have a plan for either dealing massive damage or maybe pushing him away with um, some kind of attacks or something. So I just think that having a bodyguard in there is going to be really useful for um, for him. Okay. Yeah, I like, I like both those picks. I think Okoye and Wan are great two threats for defenders because if you look at the other other ones, like Toad, Bullseye, Toad, um, oh, Nebula, or Blackwood, I really don't give them anything. I think when you're looking at defenders, you're definitely looking for the ones of who's actually adding something to this team because you're, you're missing out on your, like you said, your affiliation cards. You're missing out on your leadership is okay. Uh, it can be super situational where it's good, but like you really need to like flush your list out with the characters. I think those are solid two threads that you chose here. Yeah. So th- then we're into some more characters who can provide some extra support for Hulk. And the kind of characters I put in there were um, Hood 
and lockjaw and they provide mm-hmm. kind of two different sides if you want to go super aggressive then lockjaw can teleport hulk up and uh, later on in the game can be uh, reducing defense dice so hulk's going to do more damage generate more power and do more hulk things uh, the other one is hood who gives another heal uh, admittedly it hands out bleed uh, which is a shame, but uh, I think I think Hulk can probably handle that bleed one that one bleed damage on his twenty health. So um, yeah. <laughs> having two med packs on a stick is better than having one med pack on a stick. So either of those I can see depending on whether I want to go offensive or defensive. Both at three threat, so I, I kind of like those. They're, I think they, they feel good. Okay, I like Hood. Uh, I've been enjoying Hood a lot. I've been playing him a lot of places. I think he's just generally a good splash character, so he's fun. Yep, um, and again, he takes a defensive buff relatively well with his damage reduction on his uh, on his alternate form side. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I, th- I think that's good. The other characters I've rounded out the roster. This is kind of your um, well, Hulk is doing damage over here, but what about if the scenario element is over here, or if we're on like a B shape and Hulk's going to wreck one side, and that's great. But what do we do on the other side? Yeah. So these are just generically good characters who can help with either the extract game or can help with kind of tying up a side and maybe to an extent with with protecting Hulk. Um, and so we've got Iron Fist. Actually, Iron Fist is another uh, affiliated defender, of course. Um, so he's he's there as your three threat affiliated character. He brings in Heroes for Hire as well, which is another bit of defensive tech for Hulk. But what I found a lot of the time with Iron Fist is it really just creates a problem that your opponent has to solve. Because if you don't deal with Iron Fist, then you're going to get fisted and your biggest character is not going to get a turn to activate. Um, so he, he's kind of multifunctional there in that he can be... Um, he can be that defensive piece, but he can also kind of, you put him on one side and it's a, just a problem for your opponent and gives them order of activation issues. Uh, really solid, solid character. I can see swapping him out for Luke Cage, who will be more on the defensive minded. I wouldn't mind doing that, but I, I just like the problems that Iron Fist brings. Um, That's fair. And maybe being able to, maybe you want to go later with Hulk in the round. I, I guess one thing we should touch on, which I haven't really talked about, is the control side because you've got that uh you've got pushes on the attacks from hulk you've got throws from hulk you've got pushes from strange's bolts of bedevilment you've actually got a really strong control core in having strange and hulk together uh and so quite often you're going to want to activate later with hulk uh and so going first with iron fist and activating someone who's threatening hulk means that you don't have to activate your Hulk as early and therefore you can use him in that control role. So that's another reason that I think I've brought him in here over uh, over Luke Cage. Okay. I like it. And then the other two to help with your extract play, and these are going to be kind of ubiquitous and kind of everywhere, but Black Cat and Dr. Voodoo. So two people who can make people drop extracts. Um, again, on the side where Hulk isn't, Hulk's going to be doing a pretty good job of making people drop extracts just by punching them in the face really hard. Uh, so I'm kind of fine with that. I mean, it's it's dice and it's unreliable, but it's a seven dice builder and it gets more more better as he takes more damage. So I'm pretty confident for him to do that. Uh, like I said, you've got to find something to play, some reason to play a defender's roster, and and that was yeah where I ended up with this. Hmm. All right then, uh, let's go ahead and move on to your secures. What are you taking for those? So. 
One of the main things with defenders, what you want is, again, you want to leverage strange. You want to have uh, as many people as close to strange as possible. So what you're really looking for in your secures is narrow bands. So we're talking seasonies. And so I've th I think intrusions is really good. I think um, uh, that uh, gamma could be good. I could see an argument for demons. Uh, I haven't included demons. Um, I'm struggling to think why now, actually. Just thinking about it, I think gamma with the control elements just feels a little bit better. Um, yeah, and because uh, you've got those those pushes and the ability to to move people off points, you're maybe going to score more points. I can totally see demons in here, but the other one I included was Mayor Fisk, uh, and the reason I included that was again, ah, I remember my rationale here. Here we go. Uh, these are all two of those are low threat. They're fifteen and sixteen, and I think actually. If you want to include Hulk and your USP is you've got Hulk affiliated, you're going to get the most benefit from that at a low threat level because mm -hmm. anyone can bring in Hulk at a 20 threat build. Whereas if you're talking a 15 or a 16 threat build, it's much harder to include Hulk because you've got to have two to you've got to have three affiliated characters plus a six threat Hulk in order to put Hulk in your list. So. I felt that going a low threat actually was going to work better. It means that Hulk's attacks are going to be more focused on the threats, and then those removing those threats are going to have a bigger impact, so that's going to be a bigger percentage of the team. So you'll notice that all of the crises I've chosen are low threat crises, except for um, intrusions. Now, intrusions, I can see that being demons. They're both 19 threat crises. They're kind of similar. Uh, I, I liked intrusions a little bit better because Hulk is going to be there and having Hulk jump through portals and then smash people, he often has the power to be able to do that. So I, I just thought that gave him a little bit extra mobility, and so I put that in over demons. But really, I'm angling for a low threat crisis here. So we've got the 15 Gamma and the 16 uh, Mayor Fisk. Worth pointing out that in the upgrade he got, Hulk became immune to stun. So he's a great person to have standing on a uh, citizen or a, a witness or whatever they're called in Mayor Fisk. Hmm. Fair enough. All right, what about the extracts are you bringing well, I guess following on that thought, what are the three lowest uh, <laughs> lowest threat extracts? We've got uh, mutant uh, extremists, capture senators. We've got Mystic Wakanda and Herb at 15, and we've got Research Station at 16. So Research Station ties into that, get everyone in, a, in an area and have Doctor Strange hand out buffs. So that works really well. Again, combined with those control elements, you've got a chance of winning the Researcher. I don't think they're like significantly advantaged on this crisis. I don't think they are the best people to be playing researcher. I can think of probably half a dozen factions <laughs> that do it better. But Fair enough. Uh, it was, you know, if you're building a defender's roster, um, this was, and you're one of folks on Hulk, he seems like getting everyone close together so Hulk's got more people to punch might be good. Having said that, that's more people that are going to be punching Hulk. But again, we're trying to lean into the defensive tech to try and make sure that he survives that. So we've got a 14, a 15, and a 16 threat secure. Uh, again, mutants, uh, the senators crisis, uh, reducing people's um, reducing people's defense dice. Hulk's pretty good at chasing people down with a, a short move, and then a, a gamma leap. He can get quite far, so he can he can pretty much get to where he needs to be. Um, and Mr. Wakanda and Herb. Well, Hulk, more dice on Hulk seems pretty good. So having Hulk yeah. go and grab a herb and then beat people up. Yep, I'm down for that. That's completely fair. I like all these. I like the whole low threat idea behind this. Because um, like, if you look at a lot of games, I guess when I'm looking at games that I played recently, 
I think everything tries to stay or typically stays within like 17 plus. It's not very common to see the low threats anymore, I don't think, unless the person has that game plan they're going for. So I think it's more interesting to see the low game plans than what people are forcing other people to do. Yeah, and it's, it's often, um, I mean, I was tempted to put sword in here, but uh, mm-hmm. in order to get a 14 threat secure and just have 14, 15, 16 that secure an extract. And if I lose priority, well, you know you're playing on a low threat. The reason I didn't do that is <laughs> when you've got a big centerpiece model like uh, either a five threat strange or a six threat, six threat Hulk, having them pushed away short feels really bad. Having to yeah. spend the power on uh, Hulk or just the action on strange to get them back. Um, especially because if you're building narrow and tall, you're they're more likely not to get control of the sword. So it was just, I really like the threat value. I just really didn't like the crisis for the way this team is shaping up. Fair enough. All right, let's go ahead and jump into your affiliated tactics. <laughs> Are you bringing any? Uh, yes, I am, but it's for a very specific reason. So I am bringing pentagrams of Ferala, but I am not bringing any gems on Strange. This is not around one play because, well, it's not around one play anymore. The reason I'm bringing this is um, I've kind of gone all in. And what's a really bad scenario for this uh, this setup with Strange and Hulk is if I get put onto a D map where I really don't want that to happen because that means I'm going to spread my characters out and I've got 11 threat tied up in two characters and I really want those to be able to project force in a specific place. So on mm-hmm. a D-shape th- secure map, I can see me uh, going to one place winning that area by dazing and coing people then round maybe three or four using pentagrams of ferala in order to completely reposition my entire team to a different area in order to then project threat onto that area and win that again so it's the idea is this is going to hopefully save actions on hulk and strange uh in rounds three to four so it's okay. a very different use to what I'm, I'm used to using it for, but it is there. But for an awful lot of games, it's not going to be taken. Okay. All right, so what about character-specific ones? Uh, character-specific? Well, you might think I'd be using Gamma Launch because I've got Hulk, and Hulk plus Gamma Launch is, is pretty good. Um, but that's kind of the wrong way round for what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to leverage and exploit Hulk, and so I don't want him to be spending three power uh, pretty much ever on throwing somebody else. Maybe that's a mistake. Maybe there's a good opportunity uh, in order to in order to do that. But uh, that's not something that I'm interested in for the way I'm seeing this going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only character specific tactics card that I've taken uh, is Heroes for Hire uh, on Iron Fist, just as that added layer of protection for Hulk. Yeah. Um, and so that's only going to come in when you've got Iron Fist or potentially Luke Cage, but I think probably Iron Fist in your in your roster. All right. Uh, I like it. Uh, Heroes Fire is a solid card, so I don't. <laughs> it's just good. Uh, what about your BNR cards? What are sure. you taking? There? Well, given that we're running Hulk, I think Patch Up is better than Med Pack. Uh, it's often a bit of a coin flip between them, and there's often a reason for taking one over another. But when you've got a twenty health pool character then being able to heal five is better than being able to heal three. So mm-hmm. uh, very often you're going to find you're going to be able to use it. Strange is pretty good at building power with his shields of the Seraphim, getting him power on shields and his power gain off bolts of bedevilment with the rerolls. He's pretty good at getting that power. So um, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to be able to get people to be able to heal that damage off Hulk if I need it. Um, okay. So that that's a lock. 
Um, the other thing, and this is a, a quote from Pat Dunford, uh, he finds there is a strong correlation between strange surviving games and defenders winning games. Uh, and one of the things Strange is really weak to is having things thrown at him. And therefore, I've included Race for Impact in order to try and protect Strange. Hulk, not so much. That's really kind of earmarked for someone throwing stuff at Strange because that's a really good way of dealing with him. All right. Uh, yeah, I was, I was looking at this. I was wondering why Brace over Field Dressing because typically if someone's playing Hulk, they're wanting Field Dressing. But that makes complete sense and i can i can buy that one that yeah protect strange because once he's gone you lose a lot more utility than just a hulk yeah the leadership's gone the um the healing your healing uh, if you're not bringing herd then your healing's gone and your defensive extra tech on hulk is gone so uh, yeah. i think the, the way to beat this list is to kill strange and so trying to keep strange alive seems like a good plan fair enough um Quick question uh, on character cards. Yep. Was Hood's gain a consideration? Uh, it wasn't um, because... Actually, I don't have a good reason. It probably should have been um, as a force multiplier because it, it does apply to Hulk, right? It doesn't just apply to Hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also applies but, to Strange because reroll all and then reroll the fixed like yeah, finally strange fixed gets, all those. I mean, less benefit from it. I I mean, reroll all with a reroll any is, is okay. No, I can see that. Um, maybe that's something I should have been considering more. Maybe you're right. All right then. So let's go ahead and jump into the rest of your tactics. What are you What are you bringing? Well, like. Pretty much everybody that we've interviewed, and I think this is probably going to make us uh, make it 100%. We've got <laughs> Indomitable in there. So this is, when you're running Hulk, you don't want Hulk to be thrown into Strange. And so you've got Brace yeah. with one denial for that. You've also got Indomitable to stop Hulk being thrown into Strange. So it seems, it's it's good in any list. It seems particularly good when you're running a size 4 character and a character with poor, you know, with, with a weak, relative weakness to having things thrown at him. So Indomitable is going into most lists. Um, on top of that, I think one of the one of the kind of the freeing aspects of not having a an affiliated tactics card is you can take many more unaffiliated cards and you take just generically good cards or cards that have a specific role and take a plethora of them. So yeah. uh, in in no particular order, um, we've also got marked for death. So anytime I want to do spots of bedevilment onto Miles Morales, for example. Uh, if I know I'm playing them or like a stealth heavy team, then then Mark for Death is going to come in. It has more uses than that, but that's just one example. Um, we've got uh, Blind Obsession because uh, sometimes that can be useful protecting Hulk. Um, it's it's probably, it was my 10th card, I think, actually, and I could totally see swapping it out for something else. It was, I don't have a strong plan for it, but I felt there's going to be circumstances where I'm going to want it, maybe on a B shape. Uh, where Hulk's going to be smashing someone, and then after he's smashed someone, he might want it defensively to protect from the other people put on that side of the of the crisis. We've got Sacrifice yeah. uh, for when you can't fit a Koye in there, and again, protecting Hulk is going to be pretty important, or maybe if they're targeting Strange, then bodyguarding from Strange onto Hulk. That might be pretty clutch, so I can see that. Aha! Yes, here we go. Smash! Um <laughs> Not a card that's taken very often, but it's just, you know, it's 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 great with Hulk. Um, mm-hmm. If you've got a size three piece of terrain, paying three power to make all of your builders 10 dice for the, uh, and it applies yeah. to both attacks. 
that's a pretty strong thing. So actually, I think Smash might become sort of a, depending on the terrain setup, because remember, you get to see the terrain on the board before you're selecting your uh, your cards. If there's a decent amount of size three relatively close to where I want Hulk to go, then Smash is probably going to go in there most games simply to um, get those extra dice to make sure Hulk is effective. Having played a lot of Hulk, um, he can just do awfully with dice. And anyone who's played She-Hulk will know what I'm talking about. Um, seven dice, on, on the face of it, seven dice is really good, but there are just there are too many times when seven dice is just not good enough. Fair enough. Uh, I accept that. <laughs> we've got tactical analysis in there, which I've taken over climbing gear because I want the power on Hulk to do Hulk things. So I want to be able to move Hulk back to where he needs to be, but mm-hmm. I want to spend that power on my other characters so that Hulk's got all the power he needs to do all the cool stuff he wants to do, be it big attacks or be it defensive rerolls or throws or what have you. So I've got tactical analysis in there, and I feel that's going to be played relatively often in this list. Um, what does that leave us with? What haven't I mentioned? I think that's it. Uh, is that my turn? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's, that's there we go. There's, there's, there's my turn. Um, awesome. So, again, this is is difficult to get excited about defenders, and this is the closest I've come, thinking, well, here's a reason I would actually choose to play them. Let's put Hulk out there. Now, the the premise of these episodes we've been doing is competitively-minded rosters. I'm not convinced this stands up competitively. I think this Mm -hmm. is the best roster I can build in defenders at the minute in terms of why am I building this in terms of having a good rationale for why am I building this roster instead of a different roster? I don't think it's a good competitive roster, having said that. Well, let's jump over to our holiday question. I'm going to change the order here to sure. see if we can answer that. And what is on your affiliation Christmas list for the future that could make Defenders competitive again? Oh, man. Well, this is easy. Uh, I want a, a low-cost, three- or four-cost leader, and I want some tactics cards, please, AMG. Just like just like one. One good tactics card will be enough. Um, Defenders are one release away from being really good again. I mean, just look what happened to the Avengers, right? They got... Sam Wilson came out, and suddenly everyone was all over them, and then Cap got a rework, and uh, we're now doubly all over them. Um, so Defenders are not in a place that I'm particularly happy with right now, but they really aren't being far away. Their affiliated characters are fantastic. Um, there's all sorts of great characters that haven't made this roster. I've played a lot of Scarlet Witch. She's great. Uh, I've played, um, I think Hawkeye is actually fantastic for for defenders. Uh, range 5, uh, putting out uh, early activations, to put out Hex and other status conditions. It's, it's really, really strong. They've got great characters. They just need the other stuff around them. Like I said, Stranger's leadership is good. It's not stellar. Um, mm. They just need some cards or maybe a cheaper leader. So that, And then maybe will be interesting to see playing Sorcerer Supreme Strange in Defenders because he is Defenders affiliated. But you're never currently taking him because you're losing out on the leadership. And that is... One of one of the few things you've got going for you in Defenders. All right. Um, then next we have, what is the gift AMG gave your affiliation this year? Uh, um, I think the answer is probably Iron Fist. Uh, 
another two, another three threat character with two power generation. Who your opponent you just can't ignore Iron Fist. He's just gonna he's just gonna ruin your day if you ignore him. He gives you such order of activation issues that um, yeah, he he's been an absolute house in my lists to the point where I'm taking him over. I was taking him over Valkyrie more often than not. Um, that Valkyrie kind of went by the wayside a little bit for me. I think that's kind of common across the board. I've seen way less Valkyries um, since the changes and just this season alone. And, and that was pre as well. That was yeah. based on her original stat card. Yeah. All right. Uh, Santa has many elves helping him. Who is your affiliation's unsung hero that you cannot live without and maybe doesn't get enough credit? I think Ancient One. I think people are beginning to cotton onto Ancient One. Um, but, oh my God, she's so good. She just, and that spender, oh, chef's kiss, moi. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's much more durable than her card looks with that two physical defense. Um, she's not quite as durable as she is in like Convocation with Ironbound Books, where she is ridiculous. Uh, but yeah. in Defenders... Uh, being able to change her attack types because she's all mystic. So she's got the one you normally change to. Very often, you know, you're targeting a weak mystic defense, but she's now got the ability to go to energy or even physical. Um, yeah, ancient one. Play more ancient one. She's really good. Fair enough. Um, then we have, do you have any great memories playing the defenders? <laughs> um, many. I have many great memories, but they largely revolve around jumping through portals and doing ridiculous things um so i will i will i don't think it's useful to dwell too much on things that can no longer be that is fair all right then so if we're going to wrap up this present and top it off with a bow what are some closing thoughts that you can give to the listeners who are interested in playing defenders or something to consider when playing against them i think uh, you can still be positive about defenders, um, but I don't see them as a competitively viable faction currently. I'm prepared to be proved wrong and somebody out there may go and, and build something amazing. I think what you're doing is you're looking at, I really like these characters and I want to play uh, Ghost Rider and Hulk together or whatever crazy combination it is that you want to play. Great. Go for it. The defenders are going to be my go-to affiliation when playing new players. It used to be Guardians but it's going to be now defenders because I think you're playing with a bit of a competitive disadvantage against that newer player, which means they're more likely to win without you having to throw the game. So mm-hmm. defenders are going to be my go-to for that reason. All righty. Uh, well, thanks for joining us in the danger. <laughs> um, I think this has been a very fun project and I'm glad you came up with the idea to do it. And I think all the results have been honestly just impressive to see what people have come up with and i think the only like really true consistent thing is indomitable (laughs) yeah weird that um i I can't really think of one character across all these lists that truly stands out as like a character that's broken which i think is i mean really good for the game bullseye for a lot of people has become the go-to to threat which is interesting yeah that might be hype and maybe that's overvalued but yeah i I, I I think that's not a bad take. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised but, if I was the most taken two threat in season seven. 
I think the thing that surprises me the most is we don't have a character like Enchantress or Medusa. Um, I was expecting Black Cat and Voodoo to be really high up there, but a lot of lists actually did not take them unless they could be affiliated or they had a game plan for them. So like those two kind of surprised me by not being more frequent. Um, so I thought this was a really cool experiment and just to see what everybody came up with. And I had a blast doing it. Yeah, it's been great fun. And uh, join, yeah, next year it'll be what the like, I don't know, 25 days of Christmas. It'll be like <laughs> nearly a whole month. Something like that. But uh, all right, I will catch you later. And this has been a good one. Cheers, visit. <laughs>